So, turn to Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23. We'll read that again because we haven't read that. And just going over a few things, we've got a few more of these left. We're going to be looking at lesson of on faith. But in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 through 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is what? Love, Love and joy and peace and Long suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith, which we'll be talking about today, meekness and temperance. Against such there is no law. Nothing contrary to. Unless you're talking with the world. <laughs> Involved with the world, you know, in, in daily life, like in work and things like that. So there's a lot of contrary there. But in the Christian's life, these are all positive traits that, and fruits of the Spirit and part of our growth and continued growth because we're supposed to always produce fruit. We're like trees planted by that river, right? Well, that river is life, the river of life. So we need to produce fruit all the time. So, talking about faith, it is a lesson that, you know, we see in experience a lot of times in our own life uh, on a daily basis that we have to have faith in certain things. Uh, just the illustration, and everybody should know, did you test your seat before you sat down? No, you took it by faith. Helped me last week. Did you get in your car and turn the key and, and you knew that when you heard that room, it was going to be there anyways? How many of you heard click, 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 you know? <laughs> yeah. But you had faith that something was supposed to happen, you know? So we see that there's faith is involved in a lot of things other than Christian situations because it's it's a natural trait for people to have an understanding that something's supposed to be there, that you're trusting it's supposed to be there. I hope you have faith that you got a job when you come back tomorrow, you know, that someplace doesn't burn down or something doesn't happen or anything like that. Faith that you'll be able to pick up the phone and find your family members on the other end of it all safe and well, things like that. We have faith in different things. And many of them are good. Most of them are good. And then, But to trust the Lord for the things that we have and to be a Christian, faith has a great deal to do with it because it started at day one when you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Faith is to the soul... What the mainspring is to the watch. The Christian life is a life of faith. Without faith, we cannot begin to function as Christians. Because of the broad scope of our subject, we will confine our focus to faith as the fruit of the Spirit. Well, faith defined is be the first topic under this heading. Faith defined. Turn to Hebrews chapter 1. Hebrews chapter 1. Or, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 1. Chapter 11, verse 1. 
chapter 11, verse 1. In this, uh, Hebrews 11 is, uh, Hebrews 11 itself, the chapter itself is a great faith chapter. We read everything faith all the way through it in the Word of God. And, and faith is well defined for us in this chapter. In verse 1, it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let, amen. So let's pray by faith and ask God's direction on this whole class this morning. Lord, we thank you for this time we can gather together around the word of God. And Lord, that you would give me wisdom and direction and peace, Lord, to present this message, Lord, this information for our benefit even as for my own, that you would believe, uh, just bless this time, Lord, and be with our pastor as he steps in later to present the main message, Lord, that you would continue to help him and, and keep him healthy and strengthen him continually, Lord, and, and, uh, and praying for a quick recovery, Lord, also, that you would bless everybody here who's been going through some things, Lord, give him faith to get through them, see the lesson, Sometimes it's health issues, sometimes it's emotional issues with family, and, and uh, or it could be a job issue, it could be anything like that, Lord, that, uh, you, that you would strengthen our faith and help that to be a sign that we are a Christian too, that people realize that we have faith, that faith also shows up in our life because as a Christian, we can't function without faith. I pray, Lord, you bless and direct this this uh, lesson in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's a substance. Okay. Pick up a hymnal. This is a substance. It's made of something. It has all kinds of stuff in it. Your Bible. Okay. It was physically created. Okay. And it's a substance. But it contains the words of faith. It contains, contains the stories that teaches us, that strengthens us. And helps us through times of trouble. So there's a strength in that thing that we have a substance there that is tangible. We practice it all the time in some way or another. So faith is that substance. Therefore, faith is our ground in which we stand upon, our foundation. Faith is evidence. Bible faith is not blind faith. It is not vain hope. And the important thing about faith is its object. What is the object of your faith? The Bible-believing Christian has a firm foundation with the real evidence because of the object of the faith. Turn to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 16. Second Peter 1, 16. 2 Peter 1, 16 reads, For we have not followed cunningly devised fables, not stories, not children's stories or anything like that, not crazy ideas about something that only they know, and it's, it's not a general thing. This Bible has gone around the world. Not cunningly devised fables. When we made known unto you the power in the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. This book tells us about Jesus Christ. Have you met him? Well, I hope you met him in a sense when you asked Jesus Christ personally to save you and to give you eternal life. That's that meeting, and it's that meeting by faith that we have. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. So the Bible-believing Christian has a firm foundation with the real evidence because the object of his faith. And then time would fail to tell of all the numerous ecological, archaeological, I'm sorry, um, in scientific finds that verify the truth of the Bible. In 1 Corinthians 15, starting in verse 1, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep the memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and he was buried, and he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he had been seen of Cephas, then of the twelve, and after that he was seen of five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some have fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of all the apostles. In the last, he was seen of me also as one born out of due time. So faith comes down through the ages based on the word of God through the testimony of those that have gone before us. And we believe their testimony including and then found in the Word of God. Turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. Many who set out to disprove the Bible using science to do so have come back believers in Christ because of the irrefutable evidence and foundation of our faith. When we live a life of faith before the lost, we can reach the lost and show them by faith we live by Christ and we will someday die by Christ and go to home and go home to be with him. Acts chapter 1 verse 3, to whom also he showed us alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them forty days, and speaking of those things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So those are the things where faith is defined and shown. It's shown through people's lives. It's shown us through the word of God. It's shown us through the past testimony of uh, others. It's shown us through the ages, the evidence that has been found to support what God has said in this book. Turn to Hebrews chapter 11. And we're going to be spending a lot of time in 11. Hebrews 
but we're going to hit a, a verse here and then we'll continue on. We're going to be looking at in the next part of this lesson is the importance of faith. Faith's importance. The importance of faith in the life of the Christian cannot be overstated. Let's look at Hebrews 11.6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. That he is what? That he's God. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Who did the seeking first? Did we do the seeking first? He was there seeking us. He sent people. He's presented situations. It may have been things of health. It might have been things of just surprise. might have been things to see in, in somebody else's life what God is doing. But yet, he sought us first because he first loved us. And then we sought him because we realized we had a void without him. A void. So, let's look at uh, Hebrews 4, 2. 4, 2. Hebrews 4, 2 shows us that even the act of listening to the Word of God must be mixed with faith if it is going to be profitable for us. Hebrews 4, 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So if you don't have faith in the Word of God, and you don't have faith in God, then the Word of God is not going to mean anything. So it's got to be mixed with faith. You've got to know that this is God's book. This is God's words. This is the testimony of many people through the ages for some 6,000 years of what God has done from creation on. Hey, and another thing. We don't know all the answers in this book yet. We don't know all the answers of the evidence that we that's talked about in it. We will someday, though. So God gives us and imparts to us the knowledge that he needs us to have for that time. And you grow and gain that knowledge continually. So we see that in those two things there, he's shown us, first off, we must believe that he is. He is. He is here. Not only must we believe in his existence, but we must believe in the impeccability of his character. His claims and promises concerning his every person. Secondly, we must believe he is a rewarder. How does he reward your faith? You're alive. He sees changes in others around you because you might be praying for him. You know, it could be family, it could be friends, it could be the people you work with, it could be the person on the street. Get out there and you know, exhibit some kind of faith. You know, just be out there and exercise your faith outside of church too. Our Bible faith in God's character and his promises will set us on a 
uh, proper course of action. That is, we will diligently seek him in everything. You know, it's been a long time since I've had one, but I haven't had an accident in a long time. But, you know, I have to trust the Lord will take care of us. And he will watch over us. And if you're involved in an accident, you can give praise to God that you're still standing. And whoever you had the accident with is still standing. You know, and it could be a minor one. And it's just money. We've seen where how money can fly out of our hands lately uh, in greater volumes. All of this pleases God and allows Him to bless us. Real Bible faith glorifies all that God is, His person, and all that He has promised, His Word. So that was the importance of faith. And we're going to look at facts. Facts, and this is the longest topic of the, of the thing, and there's a lot of evidence in here, so you'll bear with me, please. So, Turn to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Romans 10, 17. So in Romans 10, 17, the Bible is our source of manufacturing plant for faith. So this thing is if you want to say so, is a factory, but a producer. Okay? And what does a factory do? Produce things. It's producing faith in us. So, it's one of these things here that it, it well, getting down to the study here, and, and, and even if you tried to do it on a subject, an intense study of something, we see that intense study of a Christian will mean the difference between a man-made beliefs and a real Bible convictions. So if you're studying the Word of God and you get into a certain subject and you're trying to learn that because you got involved in a conversation with somebody, you want to get strength in that subject to perhaps revisit that with that person, you'll have some evidence. You'll have some facts available and things of that nature. So Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing of the word of God. Isn't it amazing that we can read something silently, silently and God is telling us we're hearing it? We're actually hearing it? We're hearing it in our head. We hear audible sounds in our head, because it goes through our ears. But yet our eyes also produce that same thing. We see it. We see that evidence. We see that faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Turn to Second Corinthians 5, 7. Second Corinthians 5, 7. And we're going to be bouncing around, but we're going to be turning to Hebrews itself on the next verse, so you might want to get a finger in there, uh, starting with verse 1, and we're going to actually read the whole chapter. And you'll bear with me if I fumble a little bit when I get through it. But, uh, 
in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says, for we walk by faith, not by sight. When we walk, when we practice a life as a Christian, we're walking by faith and not just by the sight of what we see. Okay? Because we see a lot of things, especially on TV now, a lot of stuff, a lot of negative stuff. And it seems like the TV is more tuned to negative than it is positive. It's very obvious with some of the things that report. Chris, you want to report all those, you know, different things, the shootings, accidents, and people getting their lives messed up, but you never see any evidence of somebody God has worked in their life and done something for them. But we walk by faith and not by sight. So we have to walk by faith. We have to trust God in our life on a daily basis for anything that's going on. Turn to Hebrews. We're going to start out with Hebrews 1. and uh, Or not 1, 11, verse 1. 11 verse 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are not seen were not made of things which do appear. But the, uh, by faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts, and by it, he being dead, yet speaketh. That's his testimony. We receive that by faith. We understand it, it was his faith that he trusted God to do what he was supposed to do and present something for God as a blessing worked, as the blessings worked in his life versus what Cain did. Verse five, by faith Enoch was translated. Translated. Translated is an interesting word. Translation is interesting. We have a translation here. There's a lot of translations out there. I believe this is the translation that God wants the English people to understand and, and receive. After studying a lot of things through the years and through Bible Institute, I took some of that. But something else happens with translation. When you ask Jesus Christ to save you, you are translated from death unto life. From death, you're resurrected to life. By what? Faith in the Word of God and what it says. You know, faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. Enoch was translated that he should not see death and was not found. All of a sudden, gone. That's going to happen to us someday. 
Now, it could be earlier than uh, rapture, but there's going to people find out that well, we were around and all of a sudden we're not because God has called us home. They were not found because God had translated him for before his translation, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Boy, I don't know if I've always pleased God. I don't know that. I'm pretty sure I haven't. But I'm trying. And that's all God wants us to do is have faith in him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. We've read that already. We saw that already. We'll continue. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not yet, uh, not seen as yet, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house by the word, uh, by the which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is by faith. He was a preacher condemning the world for the sin that's going on there, and then they laughed at him for building a boat which they, there isn't any water around here. I'm not even sure there was a lot of seas there. You know, the world, the world has changed through the years too. It might be changing. We're going to have a lot more sea because I'm starting to believe in global warming with the shift of the axis. You know, the axis has shifted a little. You realize that? And with warming, ice becomes water, water becomes higher. Uh, you have other things possibly. I don't know about this, but possibly we're going to have like we've had down in Florida, more hurricanes that come in, more storms that come in. You know, I don't know. God has blessed us being on the West Coast for a lot of things, but, you know, we get enough water during the winter, so <laughs> it's one of those things. But he, he condemned the world, and he became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place that he should receive for inheritance, obeyed, and when he went out, not knowing whether he went. Now, I don't know how you understand how we got here. We were called out here. I, this was a, a situation that happened 17 years ago now. And God says, okay, we want you to go to Chehalis, Washington. And we came. And we worked there for a while. But I didn't go out there blindly. But there's people that'll just pack up and say, hey, we're going here. We're going there. So it's one of those things. Abraham just went not realizing where he was actually going and why he was going, but he just trusted God. By faith, he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same 
promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Aren't we looking for that? We're looking for that city eventually too. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child when she was past age because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, sprang then uh, even of the one of him as good as dead, so many as the stars of the sky in multitude, trying to get my mouth working again here, as the sand which is by the sea is innumerable. Well, who was, who was that verse talking about? It's talking about Isaac. And Sarah conceiving and bringing forth Isaac. These are all dead in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims in the land. Strangers and pilgrims. We are. For they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. Verse 15, and truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have been had the opportunity to have returned. So some of them not realizing where their roots were eventually or originally, just we're just going to go on because this is now our roots from where they are. But now they desire to uh, desire a better country that is uh, in heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared them a city. By faith, Abraham, when he was tried, offered up Isaac, and he had received the promises offered up of his only begotten son, of whom it is said that Isaac shall be the seed of uh be thy seed be called. What it, what are they talking about? They're, that's, that's offering up Isaac as a sacrifice. And I, Abraham trusted in that because he, God had already told him in his seed that, that seed to be called. Isaac would be called up to, to, to follow him. So Abraham knew that God was going to provide an escape plan there. It's at, uh, verse 18, of whom it was said that Isaac should be thy seed be called according, uh, counting that God was able to raise him up even from the dead from whence also he received him in a figure. Verse 20, by faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning the things to come. By faith Jacob when he was dying, blessed both the sons of Joseph and worshiping, leaning upon the top of his staff. By faith, Joseph, when he died, made mention of departing of the children of Israel and gave commandment concerning his bones. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because he saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. By faith, Moses, 
when he was come of, of years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect unto the uh, uh, recompense of the reward. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the faith of the king, for he endured as seeing him is, seeing whom is invisible. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he be destroyed, of the firstborn should touch them by faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which he had zipped, uh, the Egyptians, a saying to do, uh, to do, were drowned. Verse 31, by faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. When she was received, uh, when she received the spies with peace. Verse 32, to the end here. What shall I say more? For time uh, would fail me to tell of Gideon, of Barak, and of Samson, and Jephthah, and David also, and Samuel, and of the prof and the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of, of fire, escaped the edge of the sword out of the weakness, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to, uh, turned to flight the enemies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance for they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, they were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains, in dens and in caves of the earth. And these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. They hadn't got to that point yet. We haven't got to that point yet. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us should not be made perfect. A lot of information there. A lot of information. So, turn to, see where I am. Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verse 15. We haven't read that, right? No, we haven't read that yet. So, great faith uh, produces heroes of the faith. Faith is like a muscle. The more it is exercised, the stronger it gets. Stronger it gets. Second Corinthians 10.15 says, Not boasting of things without our measure, that is, of other men's labors, but having hope when your faith is increased, 
that we shall be enlarged by you according to our rule abundantly. So that faith grows, it strengthens, it helps us to grow, it helps us to trust even more. As we consider some of the great heroes of the faith found in Hebrews 11, we find that faith produces faithfulness. The more faith you get, the more you are faithful. In James chapter 2, verse 18, I'll just read it. Yea, a man may say, Thou hast faith, I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show thee my faith by my works. Works is the, is the evidence of your faith. It is not part of salvation. But what it does is shows that salvation is present because of your faith. Going back to Hebrews, uh, let's see here. Going back to verse 7, we see it talking about Noah. <clears throat> you can just read along and I'll just read some of these through. So verse 7 points to Noah. We find that in Genesis 6. There's the backup story. Look at verses 8 through 10, talking about Abraham and Sarah. You find that in Genesis chapter 12. Backup story. In verse 11, we see the faith of Sarah. And it, and it reads uh, in Genesis chapter 21, 2, it says, For Sarah, uh, Sarah re- uh, conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time in which God had spoken to him. So God tells Abraham, you're going to have a son at this time, this date. Here here it is. You'll look at the moon, and when it's over here, or whatever it is, or how they kept days, they had some kind of calendar, I'm sure. Because calendars, they say, have evidence way back. But yet, it was on that day. It was on that day. In verse 17 through 19, we see Genesis 22 through there. So 17 through 19, we're seeing the faith of Abraham when he, when he brought Isaac to a rock and was ready to kill him because he knew that God would raise him up again because he knew what God had, and believed what God said that uh, Isaac would continue on after him. And how did God work that out? He provided the sacrifice. Just like God provided us a sacrifice for our sin, Jesus Christ. <clears throat> you go to verse 22. The faith of Joseph. We see uh, in, in Genesis chapter 50, uh, 24 through 25, um, Joseph said unto his brethren, I die, and God will surely visit you and bring you out of this land <clears throat> unto a land which he sware to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. And Joseph took an oath of the children of Israel, saying, God will surely visit you, and ye shall carry up my bones hence. 
And then verse 23, talking about the faith of Moses. You find that in Exodus chapter 2, verse 3. When she could no longer hide him, she took for him an ark of bulrushes, daubed it with slime and pitch. She did this all by faith. All by faith. Trusting God to take care of this child. And put the child there and laid it in the flags of the river's bank. You turn to verse 24. In 24, you find that in Exodus 2. Verse 25, you see in Exodus chapter, uh, verse, chapter 3. In verse 26 is also in chapter 3. Verse 27. And, uh, he, it says here that he forsook Egypt fearing the wrath of the king, and uh, kept the Passover and everything. And the Pharaoh said unto him, Get thee from me, and take heed to thyself. See my face no more, for in that day that thou seest my face, thou shalt die. And Moses said, Thou hast spoken well. I will see thy face again no more. Verse 28. Talking about uh, through faith he kept the Passover, and Moses kept our uh, Exodus chapter twelve verse twenty one, and Moses called for all the elders of the Israel and said unto them, Draw out and take you a lamb according to your families and kill it for the Passover, and kill the Passover. Verse twenty nine. You see, they passed over the Red Sea. Exodus chapter 14, 21 through 22. Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the Lord caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind all that night and made sea dry land. And the waters were divided, and the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea upon the dry land, or dry ground, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right hand and on their left. Just, you know, walking through there. And you may have heard this illustration too, little kids poking at the fish. They're looking at them through this, you know, it's like they're in an aquarium. <clears throat> so that was verse 29 was Exodus 14. Verse 30 was Joshua six twenty. And talking about Jericho. So the people shouted when the priests blew the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people had heard the sound of the trumpets, and the people shouted with a great shout, and the wharf, that the wall fell flat, fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. And finally, verse 31. Verse 31, we see the faith of a harlot. It ends up being in the lineage of Christ. Joshua saved Rahab, the heart alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. And she dwelled in Israel even unto this day because she hid the messengers which Joshua sent to spy out Jericho. So we see all the evidence by faith we learn 
And this is all rehearsed again in Hebrews. And why was Paul doing that? He's trying to reach his brethren and showing them the evidence, showing them the things that were going on that were producing faith, faith producing evidence that we can see and trust. And, and he was trying to instill that into the lost hearts of his brethren, the Hebrews, Israel. <clears throat> Turn to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6, in Romans chapter 1. Colossians 2, Romans chapter 1. The believer is to live by faith and take away faith, and the Christian becomes totally unable to function properly. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, As we have therefore received Christ uh, Jesus the Lord, so walk in him. In Hebrews chapter 1, verse 17, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed by faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. And there's another verse, I'll just read it, is 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24. Not for that we have dominion over our faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith ye stand. We stand here by the faith of others. Others who were diligent to talk to us. Others who were, it could be parents, it could have been anybody, it could be somebody how I learned it, was a guy I went, uh, I went to high school with. I picked him up, he was hitchhiking, he was going to church. Well, in the same time that happened, my wife's brother came up, who was a saved Catholic, and his wife was saved Catholic, got saved and got out of Catholicism. And they come up to witness to their family, and it was my wife's family we were, before we were saved, before we were even married, and God brought him up here. And we had all these groups. I had another guy at work who was witnessing to me, and my sister was witnessing to me, all on this one time. All at the same time, surrounding the whole time of that. And God was calling on to us. And we went up side by side. I dealt with a person. She dealt with a person. And we both got saved that day, August 16th, 1970. So we see others coming by faith to produce faith in somebody else. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16, faith is a believer's shield. Ephesians 6, 16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith, wherein ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And Galatians chapter 5, verse 6 says, for in, Christ, in, for in Jesus Christ neither circumcision availeth anything or uncircumcision, but faith which worketh by love. And the last three that we'll look at, we'll turn to First uh, John chapter 5. First John chapter 5. It says, Faith makes us overcomers. Overcomers. First John chapter 5, verse 4. For whatsoever is born of God, overcometh the world, and it is the victory 
that overcometh the world, even our faith. John 16.33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 21 says, Who by him do believe in God and raised him up from the dead and gave him victory that your faith and hope might be in God. Faith of others brought us to faith. The diligence of faith. The importance of faith. And the need to extend that faith to others. To be a witness to others. To encourage others to seek Christ. Give your testimony. Nobody can refute your testimony. Trust God to bring you fruit. Let's bow forward a prayer. Lord, we thank you for what you've done for us on the cross and the fact that by faith, somebody has given us the gospel in every certain area, whether through church or through personal contact or whatever, that you've produced faith to continue so that others may see faith in their life and realize that that faith is the thing, is a substance that shows our salvation and is revealed in our heart and is revealed to others because of a testimony that is given as substance to others. And I pray, Lord, that you'd help us in continuing to bless in our lives, Lord, and and give us wisdom and give us direction. Give us faith to follow you. These things I ask in Jesus' name. Amen.